this place called Ellie Jackson. Really nice. It's this little swanky bar on top of a, a hotel in the Gulch. Mm-hmm. It was really nice. And then uh, I realized I was paying $13 for a Jack and Coke. <laughs> Yeah. After the fact, it's seven dollars. After, after right you had like four of them, yeah, and then I, right. you know you get the bar tab. Man, I had the most expensive weekend. Let's see. And then Friday night, we did uh, axe throwing. This place called Battle. You guys, y'all ever done that? Mm-mm. It's fun, no, man. No, but I've heard that. I've heard of that. And it's also very expensive, man. I didn't realize it either. I went to pay my tab, and it was one hundred forty-three dollars. So that's forty dollars a piece to play, and then plus drinks. So it's just forty dollars. Well, let, let's play. talk about the axe throwing, though. Did you <laughs> did you tear it up? I mean, you got the lumberjack beard. Uh, no, I did not. Because <laughs> 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 uh, you, I really only got you only get three rounds unless you make it to the playoffs, and it, it, it pissed me off because it took me to my third round to get it. In my third round, I started hitting bullseyes and shit. I actually won my last round, but I lost the first two, so I didn't go out uh, to the playoffs. Uh, and I was I was frustrated, man. I was like, dude. I spent forty dollars <laughs> yeah. to only get three rounds. I don't think you would have been that upset if you had you won. Yeah, it, it yeah, like really. that. it was worth it. Yeah, <laughs> it was fun though, man. I, I can't see doing that shit all the time. It's a little too pricey. I always think play. about stuff like that, man. Like, remember when poker was real big, like ten years ago, and they were on TV and stuff, and, yeah. and they had, everybody would like try to get into tournament and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And me and my buddies played like house games and stuff, and right. like, okay, so if you lose, you're out ten, maybe twenty bucks. Right. But everybody is like dying to get to these like. Like the the playoff, like the, the tournament, right. you know, only one person's gonna win. Yeah. Like so, uh, the odds are like you know all this money you're putting in there. Well, I guess technically, because you get payouts. You get, like, I guess. Yeah, I yeah, guarantee. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I guess it depends on how much the buy-in is. Yeah. So I mean, if you're getting paid out at least. I think uh, a lot of some of those guys too. Anyway, the ones that were bigger were, uh, um, had some kind of like sponsorship. Right. Like they put up the money for them to buy in. Yeah. Because there's actually a guy I went to high school with that goes to the World Series of Poker every year and does all really? that stuff really? and i was like i don't know if he's actually won anything uh and he kind of looks like rain man now i mean he, really? he, he kind of looks like he looks like a poker player you know what i'm saying yeah, like, yeah. He look, was like you can yeah, see him you, thinking yeah. a little bit <laughs> yeah but um yeah i was like that's crazy like all that money on the table it's like playing cards and then you just out one minute and you just dude just the idea i like how the fact that if you put it like um i've been to vegas a few times and mm-hmm. it's it's if you put it in chip form it's like it it dis- disconnects it from your brain that right. it's actually money. Yep. Right. So yep. you're like you're just playing with it, you know, because right. uh, I like playing craps and I'm actually right. pretty decent at it. So I really um I would win at craps and then take that money to go play poker and lo- usually lose at poker. Right. Right. But when I was playing craps, like it's a uh, if I thought about it, like oh this is um this is actually twenty five dollars. I'm like yeah. putting on, on like one roll, right. then mm-hmm. I can't do it. Right. But if it's a green chip, I'm like oh, this is a green <laughs> chip. I'll put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. My dad loves playing the slots. He's not he's not a table guy, but he loves doing slots. And he goes like once a month and just, you know, play slots. Well, I go with him every once in a while. And, you know, you put all the money on this card. And you don't, it's sort of the same way. You mm-hmm. don't associate because, you know, nowadays you, you don't pull levers anymore. You just click a button. It's like, right. boom, 25 yeah. cents, boom, 50 yeah. cents. And next thing <laughs> you know, 150, 200 <laughs> bucks is all. Yeah. Now he's got useless piece of plastic. It's like, damn it, man. Dude, I um. Last time I won, though, I did win 500 bucks. Nice. I, I won 100 bucks off a penny slot one time. Wow. I was I was waiting. We walked yeah, randomly. This is always how it goes, too. I think everybody's got a story like this. Right. If they, but I, we walked randomly into some uh, casino lobby because the person I was with wanted to use the restroom. Mm-hmm. So I was sitting there like waiting for them to get out of the restroom, and I saw this Star Wars machine. And I'm like, oh, 
fuck Star Wars machine. I'm going to go fucking <laughs> put five bucks in. Yeah. So I knew I wasn't going to actually play it. I was just like, I put five bucks and I hit max bet. And it fucking won, won, like, <laughs> won 100 bucks off. That's it right there. Yeah. I like Blackjack, personally. Yeah. Like, I That's think my favorite Jack, one, yeah. but it's hard to win. I mean, it's I'm, not hard if you know what you're doing, but I'm not that great at the, it. It also, because uh, I don't really like to lose. I mean, I don't think anybody likes to lose money. Yeah. But um, I've done the, like, the research that like, Blackjack is the, you have the highest odds of winning out of any game yeah. in a casino. Especially, yeah, if you know what you're doing. You right. can moderately count cards, I guess, but... That's my thing. Usually, if I'm gambling, I'm drunk, and I'm like, I don't. I look over and see what everybody else has got. You know, I'm like, all right, well, that's okay. That's cool. Okay, then I know. You know, mm-hmm. I try to think about it, but I'm usually too drunk to be in but that shit. Craft is I, another one. Do you have a little chance, or is that roulette? What's the one where roulette is more chance? I like playing yeah. poker and craps because I like you're not playing against the house. Yeah, they just take their cut. Right, but you're not. You're actually playing against other people. It's mm-hmm. chance. It's, it's it actually is chance. I always feel like if there's a dealer. Like if I'm playing against the house, I'm getting fucked somehow. Yeah. Like, oh, you are. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, yeah. yeah. You are. I mean, every yeah. I mean, they building casinos almost yeah, every day. They didn't. In, in they didn't I mean. build that casino by losing. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Giant ATM for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah they <laughs> casinos built on losers. You know, I'm still trying to figure out what. I can't believe they haven't passed it in Nashville yet or Tennessee. Nashville I, could use a casino. Nashville right? is going to be the last to every party. Like, I feel like as far too. as like stuff like that. I mean. Yeah. Whether it's the weed conversation or whether it's casinos or... Even Florida got medical. Like, with all the old people down there, like, they still pass medical. I mean, you can get medical here, but I I think it's, like, probably a whole bunch of steps you got to go through. Yeah, isn't it? It's like, okay, even if the local Tennessee government approves it, it doesn't matter if the federal government, it's still Mm -hmm. illegal. So you have to, like, if you do that... I'm pretty sure you have to register yourself with the federal government, right? As, yeah, as and then they can monitor person, you just yeah, in case, yeah. As a person that has one of those cards or whatever. I don't even care about like getting high. I just want to take my damn CBD from my anxiety, <laughs> but it, sh- it shows up on a fucking drug test, so yeah. you can't even fucking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I think Nashville will be last to all of that, man. It's down well, here in the Bible Belt. Yeah, know, that's what go. it is, man. Because like we have all this like all this like neon debauchery. That you see like down around town that's it's kind of like it's on the surface or a very small part of the fact that we also nashville is like a pocket in a big state right that happens to all be red around us right mm-hmm. so right. all those all the older people all the surrounded old money by rednecks. Yeah. <laughs> we're like a little tiny dot of blue mm-hmm. and like surrounded by a yeah. bunch of red and then of course you got memphis in in knoxville they're like the three blue spots in the entire state and the rest is just yeah. you know, a bunch of yeehaw shit <clears throat> Mm-hmm. But I mean, when you think of Tennessee, most people just think of Nashville, Memphis, mm-hmm. Knoxville, yeah, like the main, yeah, main spots. Man, yeah, think about how s- the states that you think of, that you think of the city in the state. Um, I get that a lot when, um, like with New York. Like I grew up in Florida, but I was born in New York. So when you say New York, everybody like, assumes the city, right? But mm-hmm. like New York's a big fucking state. <laughs> yeah, right, like it's yeah. a giant goddamn yeah. state. New York, New York. Yeah. <clears throat> One Should time we... I went, it was massive yeah yeah i've never been i've never seen it i've always wanted to though it's um i would say it's almost just like the brochure would show you yeah except 10 times bigger like because when you get down like you know all the buildings and all the iconic stuff yeah yeah. once you get down there like you're like dude that building is like you know what i'm saying like if you have like because i went to the empire state like top of the empire state Mm -hmm. building all that stuff it's like dude you can't even like comprehend you know what i'm saying well, even driving, even driving past, 
anybody's downtown. Like, let's take Nashville. You drive past downtown, you see the skyline. Right. You see the tops of the buildings and everything. And you're, But then when you actually get downtown and you're at the bottom of the building, right. they look totally different yeah. because it's just the bottom of the building. Yeah. And then you have, you have to actually look up to kind of see which <laughs> where you're at. You're right. like, oh, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. This is where I'm, I pass by this all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Shall we? Sure. Get that drink of beer in there. <laughs> One the last sip. What the whistle, Tommy? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, coalesce, cogitate, and cavort with us, senores y caballeros. Uh, this is sh- uh, share your <laughs> share your buzz episode right. one seventy one. Um, I'm Tony. Chris is here. What's up? You can I mean, learn to roll your R's. You're set. I can't do it, man. Faith was trying to tell me, teach me. I can't. I can't do it. I just. It's like I can't whistle I either. Uh, I don't. No, that's like <laughs> the lady in the house. I was gonna say something graphic, but I won't do it. Well, um, <laughs> that's like I was gonna make a comment, but we're not. I'm not sure how cool we are yet. So we'll, we'll get in. We'll get into there. But uh, we have uh two four in the house, man. What's, What's up? happening? What's happening? What's Thanks going for on? hanging out with us, man. Not a problem. Thank you for having me. So, man, we were chatting like we always do before the podcast mm-hmm. and uh, about all kinds of stuff that made, that gave me... I never have to do much show prep because just kind of talking to somebody for five minutes gives right. me a tons of questions I want to talk right. about. Mm-hmm. So, but before we get into like diving into deep stuff, man, let's get the uh, let, let's get the, the business out of the way. Let's like tell everybody where they can find your stuff and everything. Okay. So, um, really on Instagram is 24world, the number two, four spelled out, world. Um, you can find my music and everything on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your music fixes and stuff like that. Um, my website is uh, www.therealtwo4.net, um, and you can pretty much get to all the, you know, Insta- all the socials and uh, music and all that stuff from the website too. Can I cut and, off? Uh, I gotta say something right quick. Yeah. So I have a work phone. Like my company pays for my phone, uh-huh. and Tony sent me the link. I was like, all right, cool. I'm gonna do my research. And I have this app. My company makes me download this app that keeps me from looking at certain things. <laughs> and it blocked me from really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, there's no, it's nothing graphic or anything on that. So I don't know. I, mean, what, I was thinking uh, like that's kind of cool in a way. Like, yeah. Cause, you I know, don't know like, if it's uh, maybe it's a blockage of like because uh, maybe the some of the music is explicit, I guess, or yeah, like has curse words saying. or something. I don't know. But I feel like I'm pretty sure I've looked at a porn site on my phone before and it didn't block it. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, and so so the company's good with that, but yeah, they right. take yeah, a look at yeah. my website. But we okay. don't. I feel like it's we'll that. Let Chris get his rocks off, but I tell you what, man, I feel that like dang hip hop music. It's that, <laughs> it's that voice. Yeah. It, it's that that voice from uh that old Bug, Bone Thugs and Harmony album. We don't like. We're not against rap. Yeah. Just, but we are against those thugs. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, great that's album crazy. by the way. But yeah, um, but yeah, I mean that's virtually it, and I'll be having some more stuff come down the pike. So cool. You know. So what would you? Uh, what is the proper? Uh, I'm just like an old man here, but nowadays, what is the what is the proper way to? Uh, would you describe what you do? Is 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 rapper? Is it MC? Is it? Um, it really just kind of depends on who it is, because now it's so such a mix of, like, exactly. You know, it's such a mix of nobody's everything. just like, a rapper no, anymore. Yeah. So yeah. like, when people say that I'm a rapper, I say yeah, um, but, but slash, like I also slash. do like. I also do like some of my songs are like pop songs. Some mm-hmm. of my songs are EDM songs. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Some of my songs have like rock undertones to it. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Um, that one track I heard, I got to mention, I love the fucking drum. Now, it was a rap song, but mm-hmm. the drums, I was like, this sounds like a live acoustic drum. Yeah. It was like a super fat John Bonham kind of yeah, drum like, style. There's actually a song that I did a few years ago. Uh, I just called it Rockstar, but it was virtually like it was a rap song, but like virtually the entire beat was like electric guitar and like drums and stuff like it was yeah. you know what i'm saying so like 
the kind of vibes and stuff that I go for, like, yeah, it's like got that hip hop undertone to it, but like, I just look at it as like whatever the hell sounds good. That's what I'm gonna yeah. put together, and you know what I'm saying. And I, I'm, I write all of my music, so it's like I can virtually write to whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think that often gets glossed over, um, maybe because not, uh, I guess more recently, maybe not every uh, uh, hip hop artist writes their own stuff as much as a- anymore. But, right. but we often just say, oh, like we're either an MC or I'm a rapper or whatever. But right. you, that kind of glosses over the fact that oh, you guys write all these fucking lyrics. Yeah. Like, well, like, you I have mean, to be a good writer. To- you know, well, actually, no, you don't. But I feel like that uh, separates you from the crop as far as, mm-hmm. like, there are a lot of artists, some of the people's favorite major artists that don't write a lick. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But yeah, they yeah, have yeah. a great voice, yeah. so... All you need is the great mm-hmm. voice to, you know, that yeah. can always get a ghostwriter or somebody to give, you know, put somebody with somebody and, you know, make a hit or something like that. Like, I feel like if you actually do your own writing, it's coming from you. So you have a, your own point of view, your own mm-hmm. story to tell. And then, you know, especially if you can kind of mix it to whatever vibe you're going for or whatever, then I think it kind of, that's where the difference come from. Because now you have to kind of find the difference. Now, at first, you could kind of just do it in the beat or uh-huh. you could do it like you know in the background with ad libs or something like that like now you actually have to find that difference you know what i'm saying and so i think that is one of the like minute details of you know what i'm saying trying to figure it out like writing your own songs because nobody knows your story better than you do sure so mm-hmm. you know if you're writing your own story and putting it out you know that way then it's gonna have a, a twinge of difference to it so already the, and on top of that when it comes to uh like a, a hip-hop vocalist like you guys i mean flow the way that you actually say the words mm-hmm. is is just as important yeah. as as the actual lyric yeah so you guys you, you have you can't just be a good writer it, right you have to also be a good rapper you have to have the i call it the voice actually yeah. like you have to like it took me probably i've probably been doing like this like like fully as like a you know this is going to be my career mm-hmm. you know that i feel like probably like six seven mm-hmm. years it probably took me two or three of those years to figure out what my voice was going to be. Because, mm-hmm. like, anybody, can, if you got, even if you got good bars and you get on there and you sound like crap, I mean, yeah. nobody's really paying attention to the bars if it doesn't yeah. kind of flow with what it is you're trying to, you know, put out. So, um, you know, we, it, we, it is we hear that, that a lot voice. when, like, a really good artist will get, like, their buddies mm-hmm. on, and you're like, that's why you <laughs> made it. Right. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't, when I kind of started, I didn't, I like, it was kind of like, with some buddies kind of like type thing but it's like you can kind of tell who's doing it as like a hobby type thing and who's really taking it serious you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and you can i think you can find that out pretty easily even like people that have made it kind of with major records like you can kind of tell who's just doing it just because it sounded good at the time and they're making money now and so they're just kind of going to keep it rolling you know what i'm saying like and you can kind of tell it's like yeah this is a passion dude like like jay-z you know for a fact that he's not doing it for no hobby. Like, that is Mm -hmm. literally what that man was born to do. You know what I'm saying? And so I think you can tell that difference quite quite quickly. It's funny that you say, or that you mentioned, like, I feel like all these different genres are mixing now, you know, and that's that's what you do. I was listening to uh, Tyler, the Creator, yesterday. Mm -hmm. That dude is talented. He's he's great. I love his little segues and stuff. Yeah, he's great. It's cool. Like, now a lot of days in hip-hop, you don't have your stereotypical bridge. It'll be like a, a breakdown, mm-hmm. you know. With, I don't know exactly how to describe it, but it's it's cool, man. Yeah, and I try to take, and you kind of have to do different things with those too, because you have like the traditional like bridge where you can 
kind of tied into the chorus and you know stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I try to like speed up my bars or slow it down or yeah. make my voice the beat at the time. You know what I'm saying? And I can kind of cut the beat out and I can kind of just go kind of acapella mm-hmm. almost. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so like yeah, it's just yeah. like finding those different kind of ways to kind of make it different because like people aren't stupid. Like they they know what they hear and they you know people. I think people's like as far as music is concerned as a whole, it's like people have gotten smarter with music. Like they know what sounds good. Like I think at first it was like, okay, give me something. Like now people are like, give me what I want. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know, yeah. so. A lot of, too, it's, it's, it's like, um, you know, a lot of it was so fresh and, and new at the time, mm-hmm. especially we were speaking way back in the day, early hip hop days. I mean, you couldn't get enough of it because right. it's like, what is this, mm-hmm. you know? And nowadays, <clears throat> There's so many different genres of of, of hip hop and the, you know it's crazy, man. Those mumble guys, man, just getting <laughs> lit on blunts and not saying shit. They're making millions, man. It's <laughs> like, funny, you know. It's it's a uh, you've seen it because I mean the like the, the hip hop as a genre is like considered uh, relative to the other other genres. Like it's a it's a relatively new right. newer, newer mm-hmm. genre. So it's it's fun now to see people starting to get like. Because now there's a little there's a little bit of discord within the ranks where right. you're like people mm-hmm. are starting to split. Mm-hmm. Like we saw it a couple of years ago with country music when that like went from being traditional to more right. more poppy. No. Right. And now I think we're seeing it in hip hop. We're like the old cats are like, oh fuck, I don't know, <laughs> no, 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 this this shit ain't this right. ain't ready. Right. He's not saying nothing. No, yeah. I don't hear that. Or they're saying this ain't this ain't country. That ain't what you yeah, know. Yeah. You know, you hear you know somebody like I don't know Reba or something that you mm-hmm. know came out. She's mm-hmm. like got her you know style, and then you got. Florida Georgia line on the other side, and they, you know, yeah. they're like, "Oh, that ain't country." Or what? I mean, hey, it's all relative. You have to kind of move with the it's time. It's like you I'm said. Like, I'm in that camp of that's not country. Yeah. <laughs> it just drives me nuts. I, I prefer the traditional stuff. I go back and forth, man. Like, I agree. It depends on what definition you're, or I, I don't know. It's it, okay. Maybe it's maybe it's not country, but does it? it doesn't necessarily be a negative connotation because whatever it is, it's it's people. I think it all has its place. Yeah. I think it all. I, it, I mean, like, because I think. The country that is coming out now is for the times now. Yeah, you know what sure. I'm saying? Like yeah. it's it's almost like the like you said it's almost like maybe the older crowd maybe just don't see it that way. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And that should be I mean that's totally okay. And uh, but also you have to understand like the younger generation grew up on different stuff, so yeah. that pop type type yeah. of undertone is like that was well, like kind of yeah. That's not that for, was it. It's not it's not for you. Right. It's like it's great if you like it, but if right. you don't, it's cool because it wasn't. For you and it, right. you know, that's kind of all they know. You yeah, know what I'm saying like if you're born in the '90s, I mean that's what you know is you know. But I think that's why some records like you have some artists that can genre jump, like have all yeah. those like have a hit that'll be in a bunch of different genres. Like that is probably one of the most impressive things to me mm-hmm. is that like when you can affect different genre, like different genres along with different like age groups and stuff like that like that's when you know you got something special on your hands yeah and it's hard to write a true i said this before like anyone can be a fantastic musician mm-hmm. and just slay on the record and just you know but it doesn't make to write a true pop song that everyone like you were saying everyone can get right crushes genres and age groups that's hard to do Dude, sometimes I mean, you just hard to do yeah as much talent it, it definitely takes the talented like artists the musicians and the producers but even then like the, you know it sometimes it just comes together like there'll be that summer hit that you just like, oh there is some some uh, element of luck to it yeah. i mean yeah you kind of got to i mean this is this is one of the reasons why i enjoy it so much it, it is definitely if not the hardest one of the hardest 
professions like ever. Like yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there's no like because there's no blueprint to actually make a hit record. Like yeah. I mean, it is, but it isn't. Like you can follow the same blueprint, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna have a hit record. Well, that's gonna work so, for you. You know, right. everybody's got their own sort of blueprint in a way. Right now, the payoff, the immediate gratification, though, I feel like out of other genres, it's gotta be like rock and uh, and hip hop have I think the best um, immediate payoff because when you're out there on stage like those people are like you go to a country show or you go to like a even like an EDM show or something like that they're not you know a, a country it's it's a they're excited they might cheer along with you mm-hmm. but they're you know they're li- they're listening to the lords or they're singing along with you. Right. you know, at an EDM show they're usually they're you know whatever the kids do these days they're all <laughs> mollied up or something but they and then but I, I feel like at a hip hop show or a rock and roll show people are like they're hyped, like they're watching you, and they're get, they're with you, like whatever emotion you have on stage. Right. They're like uh, they're reacting immediately to whatever you're doing. Yeah, I mean, they get hyped. It, it's it kind of depends because I've I've done shows like when I first got started, and like there's barely anybody in the crowd. You kind of it, it can you can they kind of do feed off of you, but at the same time, the artist also feeds off of them. Mm-hmm. So it's almost kind of like a not like a yeah you're the entertainer and they're coming to see you and things like that but it's also like a give and take you know yeah. what i'm saying type of thing dude we saw that we went to go see um a reggae band Re- revolution mm-hmm. last year and they were playing their set it sounded awesome it was fucking dope as shit they, I, I love this band but they played one song in particular where you can tell the crowd was waiting for that song mm-hmm. and they immediately started like singing along everybody started like yelling and screaming and the band visibly Started having more fun. Yeah, the right. front man like, said something. He was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, he was like he didn't. I'd like. Oh, you feel that energy. That. I mean, you yeah. definitely feel it. Like, because as soon as you see, like, even if it's not a lot of people jumping up and down, or whatever, you you usually spot that person that's mm-hmm. like the hypest person in the room, and yeah. you try to feed off of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even if yeah. everybody else is not doing whatever, but yeah, if you got that song that like everybody's waiting for, or everybody's like, "Oh, I like this one," or everybody mm-hmm. kind of gets into it, then yeah. It, it's kind of almost that, you know, if you smile, usually it'll bright somebody's day type yeah. of thing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it's almost kind of like feeding that energy. So, man, when, you, uh, when you're writing the lyrics, do you have a flow in mind of how you're going to say it? Or do you, does that come later or a um, little it, bit of both? It's usually at the same time um, because the I, I'm usually writing probably about five or six songs at a time anyway. But um, when I kind of have the... I usually have the flow before the lyrics, actually, like how I'm going to kind of use my voice to kind of ride the beat and stuff like that. Because you can put the lyrics and you can change up, you know, Mm -hmm. the speed and all that stuff pretty much at your own will, pretty much. So I kind of just think of the flow and like where the beat's going and, you know, if there's like hi-hats that are kind of in the back that nobody's really paying attention to, but I can kind of bring it to the forefront with some lyrics or something or ad lib in the background or something. Then um, I kind of do that, but yeah, it kind of goes all hand in hand, mm-hmm. really. It kind of comes together, like, it, and it depends on the song too. Like, if it's like just me, like straight bars, like, then you really don't have much flow. You know what I'm saying? If it's like just something that you, you know, you're just gonna crush all the way through. Mm-hmm. But if it's more like a song type with a pop kind of undertone that, mm-hmm. like, you know, the chorus is gonna be a really important factor or something like that, then you kind of have to kind of pay attention yeah. to, you know, how you're saying it, what you're about to say. Is somebody can somebody easily remember that? Mm-hmm. Is that something that people are gonna be like, oh yeah, I feel like that's me too. You know what I'm saying? Like you kind of have to be yourself, but also make it fit everybody. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'm, I think people will remember a, a flow almost more 
or uh, as much as a lyric now right. because people mm-hmm. like that. They almost kind of hear. They want. They want to feel it. Yeah. As well as you know, like you, you might. I might not. You know, the first time through, I might not memorize the lyric. Right. But I remember. I, I remember the. Well, that's that's why the the producers have kind of grown. Like yeah. you know, what I'm saying as far as like the super quote unquote super producers yeah. and stuff like. Because everybody has a sound now that, you know, they know they're going to get hyped to, you know, whoever, you know. And so if you have dope lyrics to go along with it, then it's like, oh, that's kind of icing on the cake almost. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you have some artists that you know it's like, I'm really just kind of here for the beat. But, you know, it it is what it is. It's a dope song or whatever. But then you got some artists, of course, where you're like, yeah, let me pay attention because this beat's dope, but I know he's about to say something crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, it's something like that. So it just kind of depends from artist to artist and, you know, kind of the vibe that they go for. I like it too. It's like sometimes in music, you are you have such a banging-ass fucking verse that it, you ever feel like that the, the chorus doesn't live up to the verse? Um, I actually feel like it's the <clears throat> opposite. I almost feel like if I write a dope verse, like, Oh, it can actually kind of switch back and forth. Like, mm-hmm. if I could write three dope verses in a row. It's like, damn, that chorus, like, doesn't sound nowhere near, like, Yeah, I mean, even par. musically, it's, too, even right. the beat, you know, or, like, I don't know. I've done that because I write as well, but mm-hmm. I'll write this killer verse, and I'm like, man, I could not find a chorus for right. this. Or you can write a dope verse, it. and it's like, I mean, or a dope chorus, and you're like, man, this is going to get people fired up. And then it's like, what am I going to say yeah. in the verse, though? Yeah. Like, I've said a lot in the chorus yeah, already, yeah. you know? Man, I, I tell you what, I've... When I first went to town, I took a breakdowns. I took a, yeah, right. <laughs> I took a lot of these like you know trying to get my like trying to get a foot in the door somewhere. Like I took a lot of these um, like you know where you go like songwriter like get together stuff mm-hmm. like that. Where you, and uh, most of it was all bullshit. Most of it was the whoever was teaching the class just blowing their own yeah, the stroke of their own ego. Mm-hmm. But I did hear one piece of advice that actually stuck with me that I tried to do. Like if you're writing, like if you're writing a verse. And like it's like the opening line, like everybody's like, oh man, just write the best opening line. You gotta get them with the opening line. Like you gotta like the, the first couple of seconds has mm-hmm. gotta like really tear them in. So if you write that dope ass like first two lines, take that, make that your chorus, and then try to live up to that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that sounds. Yeah, that's pretty good. Because <clears throat> then it kind of forces you to like, okay, that's the standard. Yeah. Now. But see, my I guess the most difficult part for me is just starting. Yeah. Like. As soon as I can, especially if it comes to a verse, if I gotta write sixteen, all I need to do is get the first, the first, you know, the first bars, pretty much. Because after that, then it just kind of flows. After mm-hmm. that, it just kind of comes naturally. You know what I'm saying? It's that initial, like you said, you do have to kind of hit people with like the beginning of what you're saying. So like, it's like, okay, I said this last time. Like, and it's also like you you have to do something new. Like, it's yeah, not right. like you can like. You know, you know, keep putting the same stuff out there. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like you have to think of something fresh, new, something that may be current to mm-hmm. you know what's going on with the day or whatever, or um, you know, any, something like that. Maybe something that is kind of personable to you, but kind of could fit a large amount yeah. of people. You know, stuff like that. And then once you get those first couple lines down, oh man, it just kind of comes. And then it's like, all right, next verse. Mm-hmm. How do I start this again? Like oh, yeah. you know. So are you at? Are you a story song kind of a guy, or do you take like a particular mood, it, it, write it right in that vein, or it's it depends on the song, um, yeah. cause like if I'm if I'm like going for like a club type of vibe or something like that, then you know you kind of have to fit that vibe almost, and you yeah. I mean 
you not who's telling a story in the club, you know. I, yeah. You know, I mean, That's I guess true. you could, yeah, but yeah. I mean, people are just looking to get turned, you know what I'm saying? So you're, so you're saving those stories for the side right. B or something. I mean, like. and then there's like some songs where it's like you might have like just a certain mood that you're going for, not necessarily like a certain like, okay, I want to talk about this, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Because it's kind of hard to like focus on, like say. Uh, I'm happy today, so I'm just gonna write a song called Happy. Unless you're sure. for real and you can make a song <laughs> like that, right. but like you know, it, it's <laughs> like it's just kind of hard to uh, great song, though. right? So <laughs> I always forget. Uh, he's although like 50 there years are old. a lot, <laughs> you might not want to tell a story in the club, but there's a lot of things happening in the club that are story worthy. Right <laughs> now, I mean, like now you can figure some stuff out. Like I mean, it might come out as like almost like a story, but like not necessarily a story in the aspect of uh, like. I grew up here and I did this and I did that. It's almost like a yeah, I had a beer and then I had you know and I went <clears> to the dance floor. I mean, well, you, you could tell it like a story of a night. Yeah, you know what like, I'm or, like or the story like looking at people around and like just making shit up about like I like doing this and like like people watching and like trying to make up a backstory for right. this person. That's yeah. exactly like, right. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. well, like I had no idea how much danger I was gonna be <laughs> in when I walked in this fucking yeah, club. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I try to do that a lot too. Like mm. no matter where I go, I try to. Not necessarily, even if it's just people watching or just seeing something random, like a bird flying across the sun or something like that. Mm -hmm. I could use that, you know what I'm yeah. saying, like in in some form or fashion, mm -hmm. and try to yeah. flip it to make it seem like, even if it's talking about like a person going across the sun or like somebody just being fly, or you know what I'm saying, like yeah. you can twist it however you want. You know what I've realized though, as I've uh, gotten older, and like most, of, I'm, I mean, not everybody I grew up with is an artistic type, mm -hmm. but they know me. But so they kind of put up with me. But like getting out into the world, like because I can do that too. I can like look at like uh, a, a panel on a wall and make a story up about this panel right. on the wall. But as as artistic people, and I use that term loosely, you know, for myself. But we annoy the hell out of other people. Oh yeah, because mm -hmm. like because they're my girlfriend is always like she's she's mad because I stare off into the distance for like minutes at a time, and she's like and I'm not paying attention to her. But I'm like <laughs> no, I'm like thinking of something. I'm like looking at this. This uh, you know, right. this dog walking across the street, yeah. and like, it, it like, now I have the story about this dog, right? And it's like, to her, it's annoying. Yeah, but me, I get quiet. So like, yeah, yeah, my girlfriend gets upset too, cause I just get quiet. And so like, he's like, why are you not talking? I was like, my mind is on like fifteen yeah. different things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I might just be thinking of like a couple bars in my head, and you know, I have terrible memory, so I have to, you know, kind of figure out how I'm gonna remember this. This is gonna, be, is this gonna be in a chorus? Is this, what type of song is this gonna be on? Oh, I just saw, like you said, a dog go flying by. Am I going, yeah, I could use yeah. that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just like so much stuff that like kind of floods your mind at one time that, you know, it kind of almost gets overwhelming at, at times, but I guess that's where the artistry comes from. You know Man, it's saying? funny that you mentioned the bad memory because that ha comes up with me and Faith all the time as well because we'll be out somewhere and I have a bad memory too. I always feel like I have to jot things down or right. take pictures to kind of remember them. So the the whole act of like me like t trying to take a moment in right which like, seems like a beautiful moment to me but she like will uh I'm I'm like I'm I'm subconsciously and not purposely like excluding her from the moment because I'm trying to like I'm in my own world keeping it in right when I probably could just you know tell her what I'm doing and like show share the beautiful moment right. but it doesn't occur to me at the time because right. I'm I'm just trying to take like a mental snapshot mm -hmm. so I remember this so I can use it later right yeah. exactly yep. And I mean, I guess that's kind of that kind of could be with anybody. Like people, you just walking down the street, just looking side to side, and you know, mm -hmm. the people are like that is one weirdo right there. You know, so like, <laughs> and it's like I'm just being my hey, normal self in my own head. We you know, weirdos tend to be the best. <laughs> yeah, you have so, a little weirdness in you. I feel like that's a part of a healthy human 
mental balance. You know, you a little crazy, a little sweet, a little asshole. You know, yeah, yeah. People gotta know you're crazy. Or they'll, they'll, they'll try to run it's you over. It's the cocktail, man. A little sweet, yeah, crazy like, asshole. People gotta know you can be an asshole. <laughs> right. Otherwise, they'll try to screw you over. Like, no, sir. <laughs> you know, like. But then you know, you gotta have the sweetness. You know? Yeah. You carry a little, a little pad civility with there, you everywhere yeah. you go. Uh, I use, I mean, I have my phone, so yeah. I mean, like, I have, uh, you know, I just kind of jot stuff down, like if it's like in the notes or if I'm already, like, halfway through a song, and I, you know, I just kind of jot it down, or, you know, if it's just a word that I may have come up with, like, I do this all the time. It's like, I'll have random words that like pop up in my head or I've heard or something like that, and I have no idea what it means. So I just love looking at the dictionary just to mm. see like different yeah. words and stuff, and like. I think when I first got started writing, like, I would use words that, like, people would be like, huh? Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Like, so I was like, well, I can't dumb it down just because this is, you know, this is me. This is what mm-hmm. I do. I mean, yeah. you know. But at the same time, I also have to be relatable. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some people might not understand certain words or, you know, this long-ass word that you just kind of found, you yeah. know, laying around somewhere. So, I mean, it's kind of takes some tinkering with and toying well, it's with. funny like we were talking before the show about how people say english is so hard to learn mm-hmm. we just because ha- we borrow so many words from other languages right. that we have a lot of vocabulary right. which is awesome for songwriters <laughs> because especially like if you're trying to match syllables up with beats and stuff right. because longer words flow better yep. with with beats so. yeah or i mean if you like if you can kind of speed up your cadence a little mm-hmm. bit like you need more of those words i mean mm-hmm. like even you know what i'm saying like you could put, almost put two lines in one line and you know what I'm saying but you you still got to fill out the rest so mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so it just kind of depends on you know I guess your mindset how you how you approaching the song and you know stuff like there's that there's a YouTube channel that I like to uh watch videos sometimes and they do like uh they break down hip hop lyrics mm-hmm. and they show like it'll be like it has like color diagrams oh yeah I think I know what you're talking about and they about. show yeah. you like where they where they're putting the rhymes at mm-hmm. in the sentence like some people rhyme in the beginning Right. of the word or like it's crazy how many different ways you can shuffle like they always said Biggie was really good at that mm-hmm. as far as like how he mm-hmm. placed his rhymes and like and there's it's, I can't and then it's also like like different words you can say it differently and mm-hmm. still mean like you can say apple or you can apple mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. I mean people still might get it if you put it in the, the you know the right frame yeah, just, you know what I'm saying like it, I don't think people even notice it as much as like if you said it without a beat to it, right. it would sound weird. But you can change up the way you say a certain vowel, and people will get that it's trying to rhyme. And right. that's not, that's not a new thing. Like poets have been doing that since the archaic days. Right. Like if you you ever read a poem and there's two lines in there that are kind of there's two words that are spelled the same, but they don't rhyme when you say them out loud. Right. Well, they're just they're rhyming the spelling actually because yeah. they know you're gonna read the poem. Right. Yeah. So like they, it's, it's not people it. have been cheating in rhymes forever. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of a way of cheating, but it's also like a way of. Uh, I don't know if Kinda. it's kind of. I don't think it was cheating. No, it's not cheating. Well, it, 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 yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's almost. It, well, it's like a, uh, the artist's way of uh, yeah, kind of mentally cheating themselves. Sure, yeah, almost, okay. it's almost yeah, like yeah. I can't think of another word, so I'm just gonna tinker with this. You better a put bit. the word orange in your song. <laughs> Let's see what you got. Orange, orange. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I love making uh, like syllables rhyme because the word doesn't necessarily have to rhyme if you say the right syllable in the right time in the beat. Like you can, it sounds like it rhymes, and you can kind of. I don't know. Like I do that a lot when I'm writing my songs. Just like use two yeah. words that sort of sound the same. If you right. say them, in the, if you say them in the same cadence, they sound the same, but separately they don't actually rhyme. Right. And I mean, it, you don't even have to like. A thing is too, if your bars are good enough, you don't necessarily even have to rhyme. Like you can, I mean, you can kind of put bars back to back that don't even necessarily rhyme, 
it might flow together. Mm-hmm. You don't even necessarily have to rhyme it, and, but if people kind of get that flow and kind of get that you know movement, then nice. it really doesn't even matter. Take the word manipulation. You can like break the word down, take all the syllables, and then write like a bar where it's like, my something then I nip it in the uh, you know what I'm yeah. saying like mm-hmm. you can do stuff like that right to where it, it, it's you take the word manipulation and use all of those mm-hmm. parts of the syllable and like spread it out into yep. a verse that would be cool sorry mm-hmm. I'm just <laughs> brain's flowing here man I got two questions on hand that our tangents have kind of let me down I want to ask but it's we've got about 35 minutes you want to take a break or you want to keep yeah, going yeah cool we'll, uh, we, we'll be right back <laughs> I'm talking about how things are you know, just in general, you can say things now you, that you couldn't mm-hmm. talk about, and it's it's good that er, that you can do that. Like the, the things that used to be uh, stigmas are now just common. Like it's 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 okay to talk right. about them, mm-hmm. and because once they come out, we realize that oh, everybody kind of has some some weird shit or has like something that they don't want to talk about. And right. If everybody, if everybody has like some some weird shit, then it's just right. talk about everything. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even when we're t- if it's like a um, people are like freaking out about. You know, if there's like there's gonna be like a gay comic book hero or like a gay uh, some some basketball player came out as gay or some right. rapper came out as gay and you're like, you're like, dude, it, it's 20 fucking 19. Like <laughs> right. everybody's gay. <laughs> right. I mean, not everybody. Yeah, not everybody. No, but you we know, know what, what I'm saying. Like, um, I would say like I got mad love for my L- LGBT folks. I guess it's like still kind of um, like you said. <clears throat> Still, at the same time, not everything is gonna be for everybody. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's almost like just be true to you, and it'll be everything will be just fine. You know what I'm saying? Now this kind of dovetails into something I was thinking and I wanted to ask you earlier, or um, at least talk about and bring up. Just listening to like the, to the tracks and mm-hmm. then hanging out here and talking to you, mm-hmm. I gotta ask you: Is there when you're writing or when you're performing, or uh, is there there has to be some kind of disconnect or some kind of like performance? aspect to it mm-hmm. that uh like it wasn't like it if, if you're a rapper you're not gonna like walk into someone's house and just you know talk about that pussy on leak <laughs> right but, like so but you have to actually be like a different it has to be like a persona you put on right well i would say that like my um me as like a person like how i you know just yeah, go yeah, about yeah. my general day and like me as an artist i would say me as an artist is almost like an alter ego almost yeah, you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. so like I'm not necessarily like even like the stuff that I write. I might have wrote that two months ago. I might not even be in that mind frame anymore. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it still kind of applies and yeah. it still fits. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, when I get on stage, when I'm in the studio, when I'm you know writing and stuff like that, I don't necessarily consider myself like I consider that an alter ego. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like two four is its thing. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And so and I think it's also important because you get that little bit of detachment, so you don't just kind of fully just kind of go crazy with it you can't you know always be the art right because then nobody can live like that right there's a reason why you know a piece of art is like a snapshot of an emotion and then right. like explode it up exactly and if you always lived in that emotion all the time you just right. you would go insane you, you would go insane like literally like like when I, I like to go to like the art crawls here in in town and stuff like and kind of figure stuff out and look at stuff kind of that kind of helps my artistic mm-hmm. you know whatever's and um it's almost like that like looking at a painting or something that's just a snapshot like if it's something like the darkest thing you've ever seen, like I'm pretty sure the artist that's you know kind of explaining it to us in the exhibit isn't necessarily feeling that dark right this moment. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Like yeah. so, like it's like yeah, you might get something in one song that might have been how you was feeling for dude. It is thirty minutes or something. It is you know? so funny that you brought up that reference because we have a buddy, you know, Adam has been on the show a couple mm-hmm. times. Uh, he does 
like these local art shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he did the last one he did back around Halloween time was like a horror art. Mm-hmm. And now we're doing one in a few weeks that's a true crime art. <laughs> and like this guy, this you know, he's all he, all about this true crime murder right. and horror stuff. And then you meet him, he's the nicest fucking guy <laughs> in the world. Right. So it's like family man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two kids. So it's like yeah, yeah. He's not. He's painting. You know these. These like people like screaming and like, right. like all these all the artists we met at that horror show were like the nicest dudes. Yeah. So it's like yeah, yeah you can't collect true crime memorabilia like <laughs> paintings at Jeffrey Dahmer and shit. Dude. Oh yeah, yeah. You know that that turns him on in a way. Mm-hmm. But it's like, <laughs> he also has a taxidermy three headed goat, which is kind of weird. But he's got two headed cow. Two headed cow. That's what it is. Yeah. Two headed cow. Interesting. Which, uh, he's also got a buffalo head on his wall. <laughs> Interesting, dude. You know what? I take it back. He's fucked up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he is fucked up. In high school, that guy, some way, In some way, shape, or form, maybe. I don't know. Oh, man. So, yeah. So, there has to be, like, a... Uh, yeah, so I think it's important, like, also for, like, your mental state. Like, I mean... I mean, I'm very, like, upfront also in my music when I, when I talk about, like, my anxiety and stuff like that. Like... You can't be in that kindred spirit. Right <laughs> like you can't be in that mode all the time. Like you know what I'm saying. Like because mm-hmm. even when something is like bothering you, it may only be for a second. It may be for an hour. It might be for a day. But you can't like stay in that mode. You Dude, know what I'm saying. My uh, girlfriend has been the most helpful in re- making me realize that because I would sit and like ruin my afternoon by yeah. like a fear about something. Right. And then she's right. She's like, look. And actually, more than that, I would fuck up. I would make I would make a, a a situation like awkward by saying something that I thought that second that I probably wouldn't think if I waited like five right. minutes. So she's like she's trained me to like hey if you whatever if you're about to say something, uh, just wait like five minutes <laughs> right. and then you know see make sure that you really want to say it and yeah. then and she's like and then if you want to say it, then just cool I'm behind you 100 percent right but wait a little bit to make sure you really want to say it. She got you trained up, man. Dude, it's it, it's helped Training. me in my life because it's it's because uh, she's right. If I wait like five minutes, I'm like, okay, that wasn't that big of a deal. I was just right. freaking out. Yeah. Sometimes though. Emotion, sometimes right? though, it's still I'm still feeling it. I'm like, oh, this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For sure. Funny, so does um. Does you went you went uh, you're college educated. Yeah. You uh born and raised here in Nashville. Yep. So um. Writing music. Uh, I guess we see the same thing in country music. Uh, um, I'm, I'm treading lightly because I don't want to offend like anybody or say the wrong thing. But we see this. We see the same thing in country music where it's a very like grassroots genre of music. Mm-hmm. Everything is very like, uh, hey man, if you don't really, if you haven't ever felt this emotion, don't sing about it. Right. Or if you haven't done this, don't sing about it. Right. Or you know, if you haven't been in the bar all night and drinking your sorrows away, right. then you can't drink. You don't sing about it. And uh, with hip hop, uh, initially having a a vibe or a, a um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a stigma of being like a very grassroots, a very like urban, mm-hmm. a very, uh, so is there a, uh, but then I, I guess some people have a natural flow, but I guess what I'm trying to, if I'm just cutting out the bush, and asking if he's real or not, what are you trying no, to No, I'm asking, <laughs> I'm asking, does, does being educated at, or in new music, does it make a difference? Is there some kind of stigma versus the guys from the streets? Versus um, like, well, I would say it's not necessarily a big deal with me because I don't rap about the streets because that's not where I came yeah. from. So, like, me, I rap about, like, a lot. I have a lot of sports references because I play sports all my life. Mm-hmm. So I just pretty much talk about what I've been through, what I've seen. And you, so, that's why I say about being yourself. Like, yeah. I mean, now you have some people that have never been in the streets and they can talk like they were in the streets yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it, 
at the end of the day, people, like I said, people have gotten smarter with certain things. Now, some people just kind of disregard it. They're like, okay, I, I know you're not real like that, but I really don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, like, people aren't stupid. Like, they, yeah. they know. Mm-hmm. I mean, because most of the time your audience is, you're talking about stuff where your audience came from or what your audience yeah. might have went through or something like that. And they was like, well, I was from the same place you were, and yeah. I know you were nowhere yeah. near there. So, like, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of that just be yourself. You know what I'm saying? Now, some people get to a point to where like they have industries or like different uh, labels and stuff that kind of put this persona on them. Yeah. So as some aspects is not necessarily the artist, but that's where kind of like the money comes from. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like people see them dollar signs. Look at this guy. Look at this <laughs> guy. That's my daughter. I'm going to put her on the, on the line. Uh-oh, here we go. <laughs> hey, hey, hon. Hey. Hey, we're actually recording a podcast right now. You're on the air. Say hi. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, right now I'm cleaning my house. It's super exciting. Wow. Oh, so you just call me to bullshit while you're cleaning up? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Faith and I are excited about coming to see you next weekend. I know. I can't wait. Oh, my God. Cool. So, well, uh, you get back to clean your house, and I'm going to finish this podcast. <laughs> All right. Y'all have a good podcast. I'll talk to you later. I love you. <laughs> I love you, too. Bye. Nice <laughs> <laughs> we should have asked her about hip hop. Oh, that's right. Why don't you? You could butt in. Um. So, where were we again? There's a. Oh, keeping it real. I find that with um. I mean, I mean, I have a. Uh, we all have a similar story. I think finding ourselves a little mm-hmm. bit. What we do, like you know, I moved here eight years ago to try to do like country music, songwriting mm-hmm. stuff, and. Uh, it, it didn't, it took me, like you were talking earlier about finding your own voice and like mm-hmm. making things, you know, and I had the same experience when it was, I was trying to write music about stuff I didn't really care about or right. know about and was like, I'm just going to write the kind of stuff that I know it about. It just makes and, it unenjoyable, like it, it's not enjoyable to me. Like yeah. mm-hmm. if, if it's something that I have no business talk about or, you know what I'm saying, something I haven't experienced or something like that. It doesn't give me the same vibes and feels as it would Dude, that it, I'm writing something, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It this took is from a pro- the heart, you know what I'm It took knowing producers, like producers actually fixed me. They were like, because I was like looking for a sound, mm-hmm. and then was like, I kept on trying to explain the sound, explain the sound, and I was like, no, I kind of want it to sound like this. And finally somebody was like, dude, you don't do country music. You do like reggae music. Right. I was like, yes, that's what I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you now, do then have the, an island. Sort then I started doing like, you know, like island sure. folky, like, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. And it's like, oh, now, now I have... It's comfortable, right? And now pe- people even say now, "Oh, like you sound better on stage." It's like, yeah, because I'm actually comfortable saying right. what I want to say. And that's why I say, like, doing the genre jumps and stuff, like doing mm-hmm. the pop and EDM stuff, is like my sound doesn't necessarily just fit the hip hop mold. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, because if I have like a pop type song, not necessarily everybody on like my hip hop fans are necessarily just gonna be like, "Okay, that's my thing." You know yeah. what I'm saying? So like, I think my music kind of has that kind of bridgeability to where I can kind of move kind of you know kind of jump whenever i kind of feel like i want to or i can kind of merge everything that i kind of have and kind of try to hit them all at once you know what i'm saying i think you're right when you say that the average the listener is educated they're a lot smarter yeah listeners than they used to be mm-hmm. and everybody listens to everything Dude, now, and so you we know. see that because we're on the ground because we're also fans still right and i think when you talk to bigger labels they still want you to dumb stuff down and yeah. it's like mm-hmm. for we'll the masses you in a box you and know? you're like dude it, people i mean first of all look at even if experience will tell you that as a listener I want to hear something a little bit more educated and but educated, even I'm not sure about that is that the right word should we it's probably not it's, it's more um, 
I don't. I mean, I know what you mean. It's not. Yeah. It might. The word might not be educated, but that's. It's more of um, aware, maybe or. No, I mean, I know what you're saying. I don't think like like I, I I've got educated. When like, I was you're saying the people when I was writing music to pitch to labels, I got told a lot that, not I mean. to use big words right. and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, people are not dumb. They'll they'll no, they'll either like w- when I came up like listening to music. If I heard a word I didn't know, I thought it was fucking awesome. I don't right. want to go look it up and right. figure out how to use it. I mean, maybe that's like the attention span thing. Like we're like in the microwave era where like everybody needs it now. True. You know what I'm saying? So like, you better have that course in the first fifteen. Right. Like, yeah. or you have to have something hot that you know people are gonna kind of relate to mm-hmm. right off the bat. Or it's kind of like, okay, I'm gonna switch this to a song that I know it's gonna be. You know, is that you know when you like you say like people definitely nowadays are they're they're track listeners. They'll mm-hmm. listen to a track and skip on and listen to another track. Uh, you had mentioned that you record an album. Mm-hmm. How does that work versus like singles? Yeah, I think we had mentioned that off mic a little bit. Yeah, it um, it makes it more well, in my opinion, it makes it more difficult um, because singles like you can virtually just kind of go wherever you want. I mean, it's a song. You do your song, then okay, what's the next vibe? You can kind of go where, whereas like the album is like. It kind of fit this time uh, with this album that I did, Abstract, because just the word abstract, if you think of pain sure. and stuff, it's kind yeah, of just yeah. a mixture of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, I kind of got away with it a little bit, but I also still kind of put myself in a box just a smudge, just because, like, it's like, okay, I don't necessarily want to go totally off track. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to kind of keep it kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like, the whole album has kind of like a mellow kind of vibe to it, kind of like you can hear it in the car and just kind of yeah. ride to it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it, it kind of makes it a little difficult, and plus, albums are kind of phasing out a little bit, so. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, like, it's also exposure-wise, too. Like, when you create an album, you're putting all your heart and soul, and you're putting however many tracks on this album. Right. Because that's one, boom, one instance. I'm dropping this album. Here it is. Whereas, like, a single, you know, you're allowing yourself every, like, month or so right. to, like, say, hey, again, hey, again, right. hey, again, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever think about that. And then, like, also, like, I think albums now, the way that it's heading, it's more geared towards um, the bigger artists that probably haven't put something out in a while. So, like, take somebody like Drake or whatever. Mm -hmm. He he can put 25 songs on an album because everybody's been waiting for a year and a half for him to drop something else. Well, he already got a slew of hits, singles anyway. Yeah, he's dropping singles in between the albums. Right, so, I mean, like, it's almost like, and he's a major artist, so Mm -hmm. people are kind of waiting on it as far as, like, people that are kind of like more local or still doing like the grassroots independent mm-hmm. type thing like it's almost like people are like yeah I don't necessarily need an album but I kind of still want to hear where you're going yeah. you know what I'm saying so yeah. it kind of does like and that's kind of where I'm going and kind of like my career now like that was my first album like my mm-hmm. attempt at an album yeah. and so and I think it turned out pretty good um, yeah. but now I'm kind of trying to move a little bit towards the singles just so one I can get a little bit more music out mm-hmm. and people can kind of hear the full you know plethora of stuff that I can do and you know people can hear my name in like different genres mm-hmm. so like yeah I, I know 24 does rap but did you hear this pop song over here did you yeah. hear this you know EDM song or something like that so um, it's kind of like a balancing act you know what I'm saying eventually I will come back to doing an album sure, you know what yeah. I'm saying but um, like I said I think that's kind of where it's headed like albums are kind of phasing out with like all the streaming and stuff like that so I feel like success breeds success. Mm-hmm. Like you just mentioned, Drake. Um, you know, it's okay if you take two years to drop an album because everyone wants you on their tracks. Right. So everyone else is, is releasing stuff, and you'll have something on there. Like Cardi B, she's all over everybody's shit, right? right. 
you know, so it's like you have all these people you're collaborating with, so right. you're gonna stay current and stay fresh, exactly. you know. And then you when know your album I, drops, you know what like I hate yeah. though? I hate when you when hear your album drops, everybody's ready for right. it. Somebody is doing a bunch of like features on other people's stuff, and they're mm-hmm. all dope. And then when they release an album, and you're like, ah, oh, <laughs> like you were way cooler on these other songs, right, yeah. and this is not that good. Well, some people are only good at a verse at a time. I mean, yeah. not everybody, you know, just super dope making full length songs. Man, we saw that with um. I mean, um, these guys were uh, anybody, any like people do this with with, um, with actors all the time. They're like, oh, I don't like this guy. This guy's not a good actor, whatever. Well, they got to that point for a reason. Right. They're fucking good. You just might not like their style, or whatever. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so I guess I'm about to uh, undo my own point. But we kind of saw that a little bit with um, Eminem's uh, what was it, uh, uh, D12, mm-hmm. because together they were. I thought they were a great rap group. Mm-hmm. Uh, separate, some of them held up and some of them didn't. And right. you're like, okay, so this person. Is really dope with this group. Yeah, because I thought D twelve was gonna blow up bigger than they did. Yeah, like, but yeah, I mean they had a couple. Yeah, sorry. Like you can see, like, like Eminem can hold his own. Like some of the other guys from the group, they can hold their own. But then you heard some of the guys on their own, and you're like, ah, this, you were only good with right. the group. Well, I mean, also doing features and stuff. If you only got a certain amount of time to get whatever point you got to get across, I mean, you have to bring your fire. Yeah. Else, you mm-hmm. know, what I'm saying people are gonna forget. Like, cause it's almost like that competition thing. Like. I mean, music also is a competition. So, like, if you're on a track with three, four different people, I mean, you want people to be like, I really don't care about the rest of the song. I only care about this verse right here. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of where the, you know, it comes from. Do you have experience? Have you collaborated with other people been on the Uh, tracks? I actually haven't. um, And that's something I'm kind of trying to move towards. It's like finding more local people to kind of, you know, do some songwriting with, do some more songs with, stuff like that. talk about the scene a little Um, bit. But I was wondering, like, what would be, how does that dynamic work? Because whoever the original creator of the song is, you know, it's their song, but they're getting you on this track, right? Mm-hmm. And so, the, I guess the track has an idea or a theme. And mm-hmm. sometimes you'll hear s- someone doing a verse on someone else's track, and it doesn't really match right. the the spirit of the song mm-hmm. or something. You know, I wonder how that works. You know, like, there's I mean, be a some fine people line, probably right? already have, like, a couple verses down, and they're like, well, I got a verse for that. Let me go ahead. I mean, because some, <laughs> some people probably just look at it as a quick dollar. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, but, I mean, if somebody was to say, hey, I want you to get on this track, I need to hear the track. I need to know what the vibe is. What are we talking yeah. about? Yeah. Where is it going? Stuff like that. So, because, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you, want, you would want it to fit, you know what I'm saying, or, like, kind of fit the vibe and stuff like that. So... I mean, I'm pretty sure some people do just kind of have like a bread and butter, like, okay, yeah, you got a song for me, yeah. okay, I'll get on this. I got a couple bars for you here, you know. Take it. Dude, I'm There's already trying to think of bands that we bars. know that that he could like. I'm already like the wheels are already turning. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm trying yeah. to think. I, I love hooking collabs. people up and like collaborating stuff, yeah. man. I love seeing the like people that I love watching because it's, it's actually it's it's selfish because I'm the ultimate fanboy. Like I just love watching like all my friends that are in dope bands. Yeah. I like hooking them up and watching them do stuff. <laughs> I'm like making a super group out right. of my favorite bands. Yeah. It'd be cool to get some Ruba Madre percussion and stuff. This is it. Yeah, it's a uh, um, speaking. You, we were talking about drums earlier. Um, like I've had a couple of uh, performances that I did that was strictly like live band like type stuff or whatever. Yeah. And like that's another like one of those type of things that like kind of separates like different artists like. Anybody can put on a song and, you know, do the mm-hmm. song on stage or whatever. But, like, if you got a live band, it adds, like, different elements it to really it. Does. Like, mm. I mean, Horns, if you got, yeah, right, like, oh. all that stuff, like, guitar, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Like, you kind of make a show out of the show, mm-hmm. almost. You know what I'm saying? So, that's another one of those, like, They're just so expensive. It's expensive to have a band, you know? It's like. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely extra. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's, it, it, we could pay one DJ or you can <laughs> right. I mean, pay yeah. an entire band. Mm-hmm coming out that night but yeah 
I mean, dude, I love dude. seeing hip hop live with a band though. Yeah, because uh, you know you get you get your DJ sound obviously because we're mixing you know we're using live drums right and the electronic drums but you blend it perfectly man like Anderson Pack does that really well mm-hmm. you know it's like that live sort of DJ slash live band mix I love it man so you mentioned the scene earlier but like coming up in Nashville dude uh, you know getting around town get your name out stuff mm-hmm. like that like what what's it like in this town what's the what's the current the current scene here? um i like where it's heading like it's it's like becoming more of a melting pot like every day like i mean with me being from nashville like i said there's not a lot of people still from nashville yeah. that like actually live here so it's like people from chicago people from detroit like it's all these different mixtures of stuff so i mean with that comes like the different mixtures of music and cultures and stuff like that so um i think it's just going to continue that way so like when people come to Nashville, yeah, people think of the country music just because that's what mm. it's famous for mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But like, like if you walk broad, like down Broadway or something, people are always like, "Where is the music at that's not country?" Yeah. Or where is the EDM spot? Or yeah. where is yeah. this? Or where is that? Like, people are looking for it. So yeah. you know, I think over time, as like the town continues to grow and stuff like that, more spots will kind of rise up. I think more of Nashville will be more receptive to it because it still very much is a country town. I mean, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Country will always be king here. So You don't um, see dance clubs downtown anymore like you used to. I'm sorry. Right. I didn't catch yeah, like, like um, what was that big club that used to be here? Like, it was like here like 10 years ago and they kind of uh, closed it down. It was like. Uh, was the Graham? Yeah, something like that. It had like yeah, three floors yeah, or something Graham. like that. Oh, was it Graham then, uh, Central Station? Yeah. But there was another one, uh, Decades was mm-hmm. down there. Yeah, Decades was down there. And then they That's turned the Graham spot into like, it was like. Fusion or something like at one yeah. point, and then it had like uh, five different names to it. And then yeah. I know you can still go up the top level of Valentine's downstairs and then do yep. booty bumping up there. Yeah, yep. <laughs> like that's where all the uh, that's where all the uh, the tourists like that yeah. witness in the country when yeah. they get a little too drunk, they go up to do some booty yeah. bumping. You Valentine's see a lot of dope. lot of mom <laughs> dancing up there. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of the like my performances have been like in town. Like I've kind of had to create my own. Like so, like we did like a showcase one time that was like just tried to find as many local artists as possible and we did it like at the bottom of bb kings oh, like nice. you know what i'm saying like so you kind of have to like kind of get in where you fit in yeah yeah and it's like because like my thing was i wanted to do it like if my career was to blossom and blow up and stuff like that i wanted to do it here like yeah. you know what i'm saying i didn't want to feel like i had to go to atlanta or cali or something like mm-hmm. that where you know hip-hop is kind of king right sure, now but yeah, like yeah. i didn't want to go there because like for one if i get my name out and you know and it's local and things like grassroot type thing like more people probably would be a little bit more supportive that you know what i'm yeah, saying like yeah. dude, I'm, I, I'm coming from you guys dude, you know? I, yeah, I, yeah. I feel you because i mean we talk about this all the time with all kinds of artists man there's something we're we're in a really special time in nashville right now mm-hmm. something's happening yeah and all kinds of new, all kinds of things are happening yeah and i'm the same way like i i just finished um well not just i mean this last year i, I wrote a book mm-hmm. and um you know obviously all the publishing all like if you're going to write a book, you need to go to New York City. Like, that's where yeah. all the publishing is. Right. But I don't, I want to be known as like a Nashville writer. Right. So, right. like, I don't, I want to come up here. Like, I want to start a scene right. for literary stuff in Nashville. Right. And, uh, so I, I get that, man. Like, you, yeah. like, I want, I want the city that I live in that I love. Right. To be like the spot where I come up. Like, literally, almost every song that I do, no matter <clears throat> what the content is or what I try to mention Nashville and whatever nice. thing that I like. Yeah. I'll, yeah. If I just say 615 or I'll just say, yeah something or i'll just ad lib you know so anything yeah. like i try to mention it so people like oh you're from nashville oh, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah you better know it like yeah. you know what i'm saying like and i kind of want that like 
as my career like kind of continues to like trick upward like I want to be like when I do these podcasts and like do different stuff like even out of town and stuff like I want people to mention Nashville yeah. like how would you feel about doing with some rock shows because I'll book you with my band man I like, mean, honestly like I, I I would have no problems with that like one of my because all my friends listen to hip-hop you know one, one of my like. first shows I actually <laughs> did I had a performance at uh the hard rock downtown oh, nice. and it was nothing but country like every single artist with country except for moi like you know what I'm saying like <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I mean like it, it's almost weird because people are kind of like huh like you know what I'm saying like it's kind of like yeah I wasn't expecting that but like if you can if you can win people over then you not over you not only won yourself more fans but you yeah. you know what I'm saying you kind of show that you can mix in with different genres and, and stuff that you're like not that. fucking scared to right. do it either we not, all, you, you know we've been talking like, a lot on this particular podcast about genre jumping and stuff like that mm-hmm. we we were even talking a little bit before the show about how like people's attention spans like you don't only have to have multiple genres like in your style you gotta have multiple genres like in the same song right like you, you like because mm-hmm. people's attention spans don't want to go three minutes they want to go 30 seconds like right. that's why you know uh, rappers are really good at this if you're a good mc you can change your flow up to keep people's attention right you know musicians do it a lot by changing the feel of the song up and stuff like that mm-hmm. so uh having going in that same vein having different have, having acts that you might not think go together on the same bill I think people actually like that. Yeah. They want that. They, I think I, I think it's a good idea. I think that's why the festivals have kind of yeah. grown. You know what I'm saying? Like, because yes. with <coughs> the like with Bonnaroo and stuff like mm-hmm. that, like you got everything. Like, I mean, you know, yeah. and that's why they've all grown, and like that's why people are like clamoring for more spots. Dude, like I that love stuff that like stuff because I love going to a festival that's got all kinds of music, and everybody's just like it. It it, re- it restores my faith in humanity because very rarely if he do is there anything is there any issue everybody just fucking everybody likes everything right. just because you you might like uh i'm kind of getting off my high horse a little bit <laughs> but you might like not so much anymore because everybody does everything but like growing up in the 90s like you can look at somebody and know what kind of music they listen to by right. how they dress yeah, you right. you're, really do that you're anymore, either like right. a skater kid or right. you're like you're a hip hopper or you're you're a country boy yeah. and so when, but so i would go to these festivals down in florida where there'd be all kinds of music playing and Everybody would just be getting along, right. and that's kind of what what shaped my personality as far as like, oh, this the world can be like this. And that's kind of almost why I love music so much. It's like I would probably say eighty percent of my shows, like, yeah, it's me and I'm doing my thing or whatever, and it's hip hop and whatever. But like most of my audiences have been white or from different backgrounds mm-hmm. or you know stuff like that, and I think that's important. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you, I don't want to just stick to like you know certain boundaries and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And I think that's really important so like i think it makes it reach further for one and then i think especially if you have some sort of positive message or you have like a positive thing going or whatever i think that just kind of expounds on it Mm -hmm. you know know, it's weird especially much like college age kids like hip-hop and edm is sort of the king right now Mm -hmm. you know and back in the 90s it was more like alternative rock and Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff but now it's like Hip hop, EDM, you know what I'm saying? And Dude, pop, good music. all that mix. It's like that's where it's at now. So it's good like, music is good music. And everybody's listening to it, man. Yep. Like it's great. There's, there's definitely, I, you know, a, a cultural trend and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you hear it sometimes. It's here to stay though, man. So there, there's, there's styles of music that I don't generally like, but I'll hear a song in there that I'm like, okay, this is pretty dope. I yeah. like this, you know. Like I mean, I'm not gonna lie. When that Cardi B joint dropped last summer, <laughs> you know, with that, with that, with that a salsa beat in the yeah. background, I was like, fuck yeah, this is my jam. This is. Tony likes the uh, the uh, island esque 
more like a uh, Latin beat. Yeah. Stuff. yeah. So if you can put a nice Latin beat back there, man. So I said I could hook up with Rumba Madre, man. Oh, okay. Fun, dude. Yeah, yeah, speaking of that, like, I, uh, I'm i actually working on some, like, sort of a dance hall type stuff, too. Oh, so, nice. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that kind of, like, island kind of, like, reggae yeah, like yeah. That, that vibe is, like, really hot right now. Yeah, so. I love that vibe, too. That's, like, you know, what's that? It's, like, uh, what's the name of it? I guess it's something Bob, but, like, before Bob Marley did reggae, he did that first. It's sort of like reggae, but you know what I'm talking about? It's not. It's got, still it's got like, that twang. It's like, like, but like, that, yeah. like ska? kind of ska it's like the early it's like but it's like that's what Bob Marley did before he started doing true mm-hmm. reggae and like I feel like that sound is kind of like yeah. dude I don't know I don't know what uh, I don't know the name of the particular I don't know what it is about you know we all get that style of music that you just kind of fell into and you just kind of feel it and mm-hmm. it's like like if you were naturally if you never heard music in your life and you just somebody asked you to dance it would be that groove that you naturally just sing <laughs> right. to you know and for me it just happened it's just, it's just reggae man yeah. and my girl will laugh at me because she's always trying to get me to like um, like learn how to dance like the steps like learn like do like salsa dancing right. and like all that stuff and I'm always like I'm always like I mean I, yeah I'll, I'll try it's like, difficult for me to like it's difficult for me to actually move to a, to a step like, I just want to chill <laughs> I just wanna, <laughs> but if you put on but you put on a fucking reggae right. song and I'm just like oh, I, just, I, just, I feel it inside right. those me. hippie dudes at festivals yeah. Yeah. just kind of linking the head back yeah. Yeah. dude you can't confine me dude you can't, you, can't, you can't put Tony in the corner Tony's a hippie waiting to happen man if you could grow long hair you'd be set man but dude yeah uh, Marley was actually uh, I love Marley he was um, influenced a lot by like the rock culture that was going on in the US at the time like the Beatles and mm-hmm. all that stuff so like if, if you listen to like his pre-popular stuff it's very like uh like fifties esque, like fifties rock. Yes, mm-hmm. like I've got I've got one of his albums. It's like that. And um, nothing too, you know. A lot of those old school, they they used to give Bob Marley shit for that because yeah. he was very much influenced by American modern music at the time. You well, know? hell, when he had to leave Jamaica, he was went to London. He wasn't hardcore reggae, and I think that's you know. But his pop sensibility is what made him so successful. You know, what I'm saying like he had pop sensibility. I mean, I think every artist has like undertones of mm-hmm. something you know what i'm saying like it started from somewhere mm-hmm. so i mean you know what i'm saying like you pay your homage and you know yeah. what i'm saying you hear those different sounds and it's like oh man how can i like bring myself mm-hmm. into that while also using that type of sound yeah you know he what I'm sort saying? of created like, like a new style yeah you, know, you, like, you realize that as any kind of like either being a fan or a creator yourself so you realize like okay you got, how do i take in these things that I'm influenced by mm-hmm. and make it my own right. without being too much like this other thing. And honestly, trying to do that, for me anyway, has never worked. It's always when it just happens naturally. Right. When you're like, you you know, you're writing a song uh, and then you just, you know, it's maybe some flow that's in your head. It's right. like, it just it might be vaguely influenced by something that you right. heard like a while ago and mm-hmm. you're like, well, and then you can build off that and it right. makes this whole new thing. And you, usually when you're, just let it happen naturally. Right. And these these little things that you're influenced. It's kind of like how um, you ever find yourself like saying something that you always heard your dad say growing up. It's like <laughs> you like, don't realize you then like twenty years later right. like I just yeah said, I, I, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm doing that right so now. It's, <laughs> yeah so it's like it's that kind of thing. It's like you might this band that I was influenced by when I was a teenager mm-hmm. and now it's starting to come out and the stuff I'm doing subconsciously. So a, what are your, what are some of your influences? Um, I mean, when I first started listening to me, like my dad had me listen to like everything like mm-hmm. so like that's where like my like i say genre jumping and stuff comes from like because i started out with like old school r&b and stuff oh, yeah. like that and like of course like tupac and all that stuff mm-hmm. and then when i got to like middle school high school like i was still listening to all that but 
I was also listening to Fallout Boy and listening out to, you know what I'm saying, different yeah. these different pop and rock groups and stuff like that. Then on down the line, you know, the Drakes and Jay-Zs and all yeah. that stuff. And, and so now here in 2019 where you got all of that to fall back on, like, that's why yeah. I say, like, I listen to everything, man. Yeah. Like, I look... EDM, mm-hmm. pop, country, it, it doesn't matter. Like, if it sounds good, it's I mean, it so is what it if is. If it makes you feel good, it's got a good beat. You know, right. That's all it matters. Man, here's what I said. Like, like, me and Chris, we both we both still do music. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, we're probably not trying to do it as a career as much as we maybe used to. So, someone trying to do it, that. someone doing it as their job, mm-hmm. how do you, like, when I write a song, I'm like, I'm, tr- I'm obviously trying to still do the best I can, but right. it's probably just going to be for me. Right. And, like, you know, it's so... If you're trying, or if, if you're actually, if you are doing it as a career, and you look back, you mentioned all these, um, all this, these artists to look back on. Mm-hmm. There's so, there's such a big body of art out there now. Right. Is it a little intimidating, or do, like, do you like, oh man, like, how do I, how do I do something new and fresh? Yeah, it, it is a little intimidating because it's almost like you don't want to do what everybody else is doing, of course. Mm-hmm. So, um, but you also still want to use those, like, uh, that inspiration. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I would say it's intimidating to think of as a as a whole, is like, yeah, there's this massive, like, catalog of music that has been over the last 20 years or whatever. Um, but that would almost be like, it's almost like, okay, all this music has happened. How do people still create new things? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's happening somehow. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, like, yeah. if you, and I mean, like you say, first you have to have the skills and the talent and, you know, to do that. But you also have to have the want to. Sure. Like, and you also have to do your research and you have to, you know what I'm saying, take it serious like you would take any other career. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, when I'm not necessarily writing, like I said, I'm looking at dictionaries. I'm, like, doing research on different things. Like, I'm looking up, um, you know, different places. Like, I may not have been there, but, like, I want to go there. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I mm-hmm. travel there, I can use that yeah, picture yeah. in my yeah. mind to, like, put it in a verse or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I was saying, like, you can have a vast collection of stuff that you might not have ever even done or experienced or none of that but you can still use it like you know what i'm saying because like as you ascend and you start learning more stuff then you know what i'm saying you can kind of incorporate all of that into your career and like mm-hmm. and that's not even just the writing part that could be your branding that could be you know whatever and you can also still use just all the that. way that you uh you go through life like mm-hmm. carrying yourself you know um like you notice like people that have been in the military before they usually carry themselves a certain way right. through life uh, very you know, military, like yeah, or people military, just, yeah. or there's there's just a there's a level of like uh like don't give a fuck or a level right. of like n- I've already seen the atrocities, so right. whatever that's gonna happen here is not gonna be that <laughs> right, bad. Right. Yeah. So and people who are like well traveled or well read also kind of have that like when you have a bigger perspective of life, right? The little things don't mean as much, right? And you kind of you kind of carry your you know when you mm-hmm. when you have a bigger um. A, a bigger database to pull from right you know it's it makes you carry yourself a different way so that's why I say like when people ask me like what do you do when you get um you know when you can't think of something or when you like just start writing and you just get mind blocked or something like that I was just like I just go back to either listening to the people that I listened to before like cause some, eventually something will click mm-hmm. like I think all artists have that has that click moment where like yeah, you might be kind of stuck in whatever, but then you might see something, you might hear something, you might go through something, he's like, I got it. And you yeah. might just start flaunt, like, I mean, your mind just, like, hits a page, you know what I'm saying? So, now, do you ever do the thing that I do that uh, uh, <laughs> that drives my girlfriend crazy, where it's like, if you have a mind block that lasts a little bit too long, you're like, it's it, it's gone, I've lost it, I'm never going to create anything again, I'm no, done. because, I mean, now, I have those thoughts sometimes, but... 
I also look back at the times that I did that before. Uh, yeah, yeah. So like, cause like yeah. I, I did that a couple of years ago. I was like, dude, I really don't think I have any more music left in me. Like, I think I've put it all out. And then now, four years later, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. I got another 50 songs in my belt. Like, yeah, well, yeah. I, get, I wonder where those 50 songs came from. You know what I'm saying? So like, I try to like keep it in perspective. Yeah, you know I'm a saying? big movie dork. I love movies. Do you ever get inspired lyrically by movies or something you've seen? Uh, yeah. Um, especially if it's like a, a movie that I want to see or something yeah, like that. Like, yeah. but some people even, don't like movies. But yeah, even if it's really like just it. a trailer or something. I mean, like, if you see something like I could use, like I think I used a, uh, I can't remember the lyric that I used, but I said something about Iron Man or something like that. Yeah, but like yeah. I saw that just from seeing like an Avengers trailer or something sure, like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it's yeah, just like yeah. the most random thing. Just but popped like, in your head right. when you were writing lyrics. So I mean, really, it could be movies, other music. Yeah. It could be like I said, looking at art or something. It could be walking mm-hmm. down the street at the park or something. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it really doesn't matter. Um, I can use just about whatever and kind of throw it together. I like it. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> but this has been. A, I, I feel like we could sit here and, yeah. and 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 chat all night, yeah, man. We but we, we've uh, we got we got about an hour fifteen. So, uh, Chris, you got anything? Any last? Uh, any last requests? Last will? <laughs> any final? Any final rights? <laughs> can you can you drop me a share your buzz line right quick? Buzz line. And share your buzz. You oh, he wants you to put the name of the podcast into a, into a freestyle. Little, little, little. That, 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 that's like asking a comedian <laughs> know, to tell, I know, I tell know. a joke. It's fucked up. I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't put you on the Well, that's like another that. thing, too, is that, like, my, like, I'm not a great, like, I can freestyle. I'm just not really, like, that's not my lane. I wouldn't be either. Like, if I was a hip-hop, like, I wouldn't be a freestyler. I'd have time to think <laughs> like, about I, this. I think I it's know. highly impressive people that can yeah, do it, though. Yeah. Like, they have, like, if you can remember it and spit it out like that on the spot, mm-hmm. dude, you... I mean, I can't even. It's like a form of improv, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Really. I can't even answer a text without thinking about it for like a minute. <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm like hmm. delete that shit, write it like five times. <laughs> like, all right, let me. Hmm. No, no, no. <laughs> that other person on the on the other end of the text is like dot dot dot. All oh, they see dot, the three dot, the, the three dots, dots, dots just dots. waiting, <laughs> like, just waiting. Motherfucker, gonna send this or what? Yeah. Like, hmm. And then the dots stop. You're like, oh, he's, oh, he's really thinking about <laughs> it. Okay. <laughs> oh, he just erased some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, let's uh let's drop um where people can find you one more time. Uh, so you can find me at oh, Instagram is at uh, two four world the number two four spelled out world. Uh, you can find me on uh, Spotify, iTunes, all of my music. Uh, just search two four. Check um, out Abstract. Uh, yeah, check out That's Abstract. That's gonna be a good album. It's definitely on uh, Spotify right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also on iTunes and all that. Wherever you find your music fix, it should be everywhere at this point. Um, yeah, stay on the lookout for me because I'll be having some new music dropping really soon. Yeah. Um, I also have some like other marketing stuff that I you know got going on. Um, you know I have like other like branding opportunities mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and so yeah, and definitely when I start dropping new music, I'll get back with you guys. And, you Dude, know, definitely get back and let us know um, whenever you're getting ready. You know if you got a show or like you said you're getting ready to drop, we can get you back in here. Or even if you know schedule wise it doesn't work out, to get mm-hmm. you back in here. We're happy to mention it. We're no happy problem. to you know. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, do that. Yeah, but I'll definitely do we'll that. Like I said, I got a lot of stuff coming. I'm down coming to pipe. see you live. I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm working like we're working on like uh, you know scheduling scheduling yeah. and stuff right now. So we're working on like different tour type stuff and you know trying to hit different places. Yeah, you know, just trying yeah. to do different stuff and also trying to still do shows here locally in Nashville mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So. Yeah, that's that's. Well, I wish we had more time, but yeah, it's good to get out. Oh, there I'll definitely come so. back, man. We'll I, come back. I, I, Let's I, do another show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, play this for sure, man. Good conversation. This is a, this has been one of the best. This has been a, a great conversation. It's like one sometimes of the best people, one this year. It's a good yeah. conversation. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man. Thanks so much for hanging no out problem. with us. Thank you for having yeah. me. Uh, 
Chris, everybody can find Malibu Blackout dropping some stuff soon, right? Yeah. Uh, we're cool. working on a new album right now, so yeah, it'll, yeah. it'll be a little while, but you know, we'll keep you posted. We got some shows in the works. Or actually, we got one booked in uh, late April, so we'll cool. figure that out. But yeah, and of course, you can find Share Your Buzz podcast <laughs> at shareyourbuzz.com, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, all that stuff. Ozzy, we love you. Yeah, want to give a shout out real quick. Uh, Mayday Brewery usually provides all the delicious craft beer for our podcast. They, um, oh, but wow. I have been I have been too lazy to drive out to the brewery and go pick it up. So I've been <laughs> yeah. too busy. Actually, is what it really is. So I'm gonna go out there this week. Uh, I miss Ozzy too. I gotta hang out with him. We yeah, I, I texted yeah. Ozzy this this uh, week and congratulated him on his success. You know, they got Emil Rose. They're teamed yeah. up with Emil Rose. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Doing burgers and beers. But yeah, Ozzy, Mayday, what's up, guys? And uh, yeah. Cool. We'll yeah. see you guys next week. Two four. Peace. Peace. Peace.